0: Namaskaram everyone hope you guys are doing good and welcome to Issues podcast. Karam everyone welcome back to the podcast we have dear hatha yoga teacher Ramanana with us <laughs> we are at Amsoy tea estate and we have Karish Maka behind us i think somewhere <laughs> so before going into the podcast i would like to tell the audio version is available on of this is available on anchor spotify and all other major podcast platform so you can also listen there so anna with your permission can we go into the podcast yes anna nervous no, i am yes <laughs> finally face reveal of yogi Sangha. yes <laughs> so Anna, we would uh, really love to get to know more about you. So like wherever you're comfortable in starting, especially when you were a kid. How was Yogi <laughs> Sangha as a kid?
1: Okay, Yogi Sangha <laughs> as a kid. Um, so uh, my childhoods w- childhood was very lonely. And uh, for me, I'll spend time with myself. And for me, my childhood, childhood was my grandfather basically. And uh, so he was the source of wisdom and love to me and you know as Sadhguru guru says these people are the bridge between the ancient and the modern and in my case i think my grandfather acted like that he was a source of you know all kind of you know, he was a friend to me and will talk all kind of things to me you know he'll treat me as an adult when it's needed friend when it's needed and you know obviously love me treat me with rasgullas on the weekends <laughs> yes so, the child was, uh, was like this and uh, um, and uh, so initially I was in a very simple school and uh, it was more kind of a government school if I can say in that way. Where was this? It was in Bihar, in, a, in, a, in Gaya, in Bodh Gaya basically. So I am from the land of Gautama, the Buddha. <coughs> so this is where the Siddhartha became Buddha and uh, so this is from where I am and uh, so my schooling was from a very simple place. and. Uh, and then uh, I went to, you know, so basically simple school because I would never qualify to go into any good school. Okay. And uh, uh, nobody will take me in for some reason I do not know. But my grandfather, as I told that, you no, know, he, you know. But then my sisters were in very good convent school center. so my si- my grandfather was in friends with the principal, okay. the sisters, and so you know one fine day she calls and said that you know, there's a seat, you know, vacant. Please send your grandchild. And that's how he, you know, Uh uh, came into that school. And uh, for me, uh, so because I was from a very simple uh, school, so English uh, was a very strange language to me. And and then I finally landed, but I found myself to be very alien there. Because, you know, there were different kinds and I was very different. And I failed in my English. Oh. You know, (laughs) Uh, there was English 1, English 2. I failed in both of the English languages. And I was like... For, for the first time in my life, I realized or uh, felt failure means something. And, you know, for the for the first time, I cried in my life. You know, because everybody is looking at me in a weird way, and I do not know. I I am for me okay. I did not score, but then everybody is looking at you and uh, and so I I, th- I thought that I need to cry a little, and I cried and went back home, and my mother asked what happened. And I told, okay, yes, this is what happened, and uh, you know, and I slept, slept for around two, three hours, and then when I woke up, and so there were all kind of English books, dictionaries, you know, just lying beside my bed, and I was like, okay, the work starts now, I think. <laughs> so yes, the childhood was like this. I was bullied a lot. Yes, but it was fun also, I think. And then, so I was an artist uh, oh. with my heart. So I'm an artist and. Uh, didn't create anything with anything uh, you know my imagination and my visual uh, you know imagination works uh, when I'm creating something basically you know it's like this you know if, if I'm onto something even my dreams will work for me it's like this and wanted to be uh, thought that I'll become a designer or something but you know how it works in the family that all the learned people come and the you know when your career is to be decided and they, they told that okay you know Want a penny? Okay. What is this nonsense? <laughs> being an artist. I uh, said, bec- uh, "No, uh, let it be him. Uh, let it be him. An engineer, engineer. maybe." Engineer. Okay. Yes, the most popular <laughs> thing, and still now it's very popular. And so that's how I became an engineer. And so yes, engineering happened. Which engineering stream did you choose? I did not choose. Okay. I, I did not <coughs> had. I had no clue okay. what engineering is basically, and. Uh, so somebody told me this, somebody told me that. My friend was going into electronics, so okay. I said, okay, let's join him, okay. at least I'll have somebody. Uh, so electronics was my stream, but uh, you know, uh, IT is the thing, so I got placed in an IT firm as Tech Mahindra to begin with. Okay. And then I served at various multinational centers. Uh, but uh, you know, I was never content with what I was doing. You know, I was always thinking, uh, what is this I'm doing? Anyways, I'm not so good at it. Yes, they are paying me good, I do not know for what, but then, you oh no, it felt that now I'm aloof, and uh, it's still not working out for me. And see, my childhood was uh, amongst monks in many ways. So, see, on weekends, we'll go to this uh, main temples of Bodhgaya, the monasteries. And here, the monks would be practicing, you know, their daily rituals or sadhana. And it always intrigued me, as in, what are they doing? Well, physical forms, chanting, and so I could just spend hours just looking at them, not knowing what they're doing. But then, you know, that always uh, was there in me, and uh, so you know, so many things happened. How Isha happened, broken heart maybe, Isha balm, <laughs> backache, yes, many many reasons I think. So obviously, if you're a broken heart, you can come to yoga for sure. Isha balm is magic, <laughs> and. Uh, Backache, ask people who have backache. Isha Life Promotion, give yes. brand deal. <laughs> Isha Bam. Yes. And many, many reasons, I think. And most fundamental reason was I was looking for something more. I wanted to understand how and what is happening all around, you know. And so I thought that a time came in my life where I thought that, okay, let me stop. Uh, let me stop for a good and see what I can do with my life this is a time when no i thought that let me go to my family maybe i'll join my father's business and uh, so i went back home thought that okay let me let me start a business with him you know help him out and but uh, you know when i just started even helping him out i realized no i need to work more on myself before even i ventured fully into it and so now here i'll tell you my land, uh, from, from where I am, helped me out. So, Bodh Gaya. So, you know, being from this place is, uh, I don't know why, but I never asked this question that, you know, this man, which we are referring to as Buddha, what was he? What was he offering? And who are we referring to? Is he a calendar image or a human like us and became something? And So here the seeking began actually for the first time because now I'm looking. I have time in my hand. I'm looking, okay, what was he doing? And you know, so as soon as this uh, seeking came, suddenly I came to know about this uh, program that happens in the same city, Vipassana. And I never knew about it. So you know, so my life has always been like, no calculation or no nothing. And so I went into that inquiring about okay when is the next program what is this all about went there and realized the program is going to just begin two hour, two days after okay. you know the day you know i went there and they're like oh no way you cannot be taken in what are you talking okay. about you know people come from six months it? Okay. you No, know, you have to be in the queue and people from all around the world comes like i'm not even listening to him okay i'm like you know i want to do it inside me and uh, so whatever he said he said i did not hear much and I packed my bag, ten days' ka luggage, leke, oh. and I was there. Oh, you went there simply. Yes, went there simply. Okay. Okay. And still, I'm there. There is no thought that no, they won't take me. In. Okay. Limited people, but still, no thought. And just when they waited, 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 yeah. and finally one person did not turn up, oh, and okay. they took me. In. And this is how where the journey began. And uh, there, you know, in the in the entire process, um, one thing was revealed straightforward to me that as simple as sitting on the floor I cannot do. As simple as doing nothing I cannot do. And I was taken aback. And, and, and see it's like this, you cannot ignore this fact. See generally I think every day a human being goes through this. No, they're not able to do this what know this body and mind should have helped him out in you no know, in going into unknown terrain it's you not know, pulling him back and in outside world you can do instagram you can do facebook to, dis- to get yourself distracted and you know and forget about it but there you know the slapping continued you know you cannot forget because they won't let you forget because they're asking you simply sit now and i'm not able to sit and so one thing i realized that uh, i need to work on my body you know this body is not listening at all and uh, so you know, on the final day, uh, I don't know why it was said, but then it was said something like this, uh, that when you go outside in the world, a guru will come. On the final day it was said? Yes, not final, maybe the second last day, I do not remember exactly. Okay. And still, I do not know what a guru is. And they said something like this, a guru will come, and when he comes, just stick to him, okay. or you just stick to this practice. Okay. And... No, it was there in my mind and went back home and I'm talking to everybody, you know, about this course with Pasna. You must do it. You must do it. It's fantastic. And for the first time, again, after two days, I see a Sadhguru video. And I'm sitting with the same person, basically my Jiju, who sent me there for this course also. And he also for the first time saw this video of Sadhguru, I think. And, you know, we saw the video and we both are looking <laughs> at each other. What is this? you know and this man should be offering something you know what he's talking is uh, is, is beyond our understanding and uh, means it's like he's talking cosmos with uh, simple language in simple languages that we can understand and so this is where the Isha Jani began after that video when I saw Sadhguru and so I was in a, in, a, in a marathon of videos then I saw you know, many many videos and uh, now I'm like, okay, I had to join my father's business, but now I've seen this person who is magical. So now I go back to my family and say that, okay, I will join the business. But then, uh, after some time maybe, because till then I have Googled and found out that, no, uh, the programs of Sadhguru and Isha Foundation happens in Delhi. Okay. So I know that I have to be in Delhi now. And uh, this and I went back to Delhi and uh, saying them that I'll, I'll do job for one more year and then let me come back. And that's how I landed in Delhi. And uh, so did Ang uh, to begin oh, with, <laughs> I, because I do not know what is what and uh, nothing is uh, been, uh, there is nothing about engineering online, nothing at that time. Which year was it? I think it was an uh, 2015 maybe and uh, so I remember Ang Mardana, wow! So I'm in the class, I'm learning it and you know, I never thought India is this. See it's not just the yogic practice that they're offering. You see India in a nutshell. What you thought that is all taboo and superficial, a window opened up and you suddenly start seeing it from a different lens, same, same thing maybe. but then this is in its purest form and uh, your intellect cannot uh, you know, understand what is happening here but then he cannot overlook it also so Angamardana started and for me it was like this day. a day will finish and, and I won't take the metro immediately, I'll walk and just think about it, what is this all happening here, this is something else altogether and uh, the fifth day you know something happened in my bag and i couldn't continue the ang madana process so i had to stop in between i didn't complete the last two days and then ang never got completed for me at that time and then uh, bhuta shuddhi i got to know that let's do bhuta shuddhi did bhuta shuddhi and then the teacher told me anna ah, inner engineering <laughs> like, what is this went for inner engineering immediately did inner engineering and uh, then there was nothing stopping me I uh, went for BSP okay. and uh, uh, that was very profound for me. Many things shedded there in BSP. and uh, Then I uh, came back home and I was like, what is the next step? What is the next step? What should I do? And I still remember. So the same company I was in, and uh, you know, uh, so one fine day the boss was just sitting beside me and I'm like, I'm done with you, I think. <laughs> you know, I need to do something else. And I just googled it out teachers training program because I heard about, heard about it and uh, so I just registered for you know teachers training I filled the registration there's some form to begin with and I thought that's it I'm in and that day only I resigned oh is it I resigned and the boss is like oh you cannot do it like this you, give, you need to give a notice period or something and I'm like not happening this is it I need to go for this and uh, uh, so I went uh, but then I soon realized there are so many layers of filtering process that will happen. Interviews, this and that. Now I'm like, okay. But uh, luckily, you know, it was just two weeks before the program has to start, basically. And they took me in, uh, fortunately, and uh, this is how, so basically, you know, I went into this, uh, not because uh, I wanted to become a teacher, I wanted to sit and add this, at can you believe me? i went for teachers training because i wanted to set in Dasma properly and the second was i was sleeping a lot i wanted to reduce my sleep quota and wanted to uh, know wake up on time so these were the reasons of me becoming a hatha yoga teacher <laughs> i think okay. and uh, so this is how the journey began yes.
0: so from hatha yoga teacher and a, like how did the first class happen like
1: oh <laughs> that's interesting uh, so you know, after the teacher's training uh, is over, and I'm back home, now I'm cribbing. Uh, that how to begin, and no, I do not know how to start. How should I start, basically? And uh, so for the start, start of four or five months, no classes happened for me. I did took I took my one of my classes at my family, for my family members only. But then, you know how they are. So yes, they all dis- ditched me. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And then uh, I was like, you know, praying to Sadguru. Sadguru, please give me a class. What is this? I want to teach. Really teach. And within two, three days, a call comes from the ashram that uh, there is a vacancy. You know, there is a new thing that is coming up in Kolkata. This is Isha Yoga Shala. I do not know if uh, if you know about Isha Yoga Shala. It's a it's a concept uh, which uh, you know we were working on to give us a, to give people a substitute of gym. Uh, so basically, you can go to that place. No, one hour every day and you learn everything so it's a membership based and it's a very different concept for people who were not uh, into Isha or they would not know about Isha they just had to do something so it's for that Isha Yoga Shola, uh, Yoga Shala was there and uh, so Isha Yoga Shala happened and I'm there now the classes are happening and uh, now I'm saying to Sadhguru, Sadhguru, so many classes, what is this? Tell us about your sleep routine the, at that time, Anna. Okay. <laughs> so at that time, you know, it was like this, Anna. It was so intense. Um, so we'll sleep at around 11, 12 and wake up at 3.34. And so the, the st- for one and a half years, Anna, it was just uh, four hours, five hours sleep maximum. That's the privilege if you sleep more. And it was very very intense because you're not creating, uh, you're not just teaching there. You're in charge of various other things that is happening. Advertisement is happening, and you are trying to see how to bring people in. So so many aspects you're working on, and so it was very tough. But then, you know, when you're single focused, that no, you want to make it happen for people every day. They are coming. And you're establishing a structure which can become a very big thing in the near future. And so, you know, we continued and continued and stuff. But then it was very, very enriching, Anna, very enriching. Yes.
0: So from there, Anna, can you talk about the
1: classes in uh, in your Bihar hometown? You have studio, I guess. Yes. In Bihar. So, uh, so in Bihar, uh, I was the first teacher in Bihar and. Uh, I, for some reason, you know, I thought that nobody will come and learn from us there. Well, I don't know why this thought was there, but that was there in me. And uh, so this is now the lockdown phase mm. has started. Right. And, uh, you know, people are calling me from Bihar that they're saying that, Anna, we want to learn, but then where we will sleep, right? And what will we be eating? Okay. And uh, so I was like, okay, let me think about it. What should I do? And they really forced me to do something. (laughs) And uh, this is how this uh, Vodga studio came up. And I established that studio. So this is the place where anybody can come, stay with us. We'll cook for them. And uh, you know... me, only you, right? Yes. So (laughs) I'll be cooking for them. I'll be teaching them. I'll be (laughs) gossiping with them. I'll be playing with them. Everything. So I'm uh, handling single-handedly there. And... uh, if I talk to other teachers about this, they'll be like, okay, this is not, how. how is it possible even? But then we made it possible, me and the volunteers and everybody. And so, you know, and this is not just the program that we would do. Then, you know, because once I established the studio, I realized that this place, Bihar, has so much to offer to you. You know, over a period of time, yes, it got corrupted for sure. But then, this is something, you know, this is a place, you know, where... Nalanda University was there the Kashi is nearby and this is the hub where you know all the buddhi jeevis as we say you know, the big mind people would come from aryabhatta and everybody was from this land
0: but those who don't know can you say what is nalanda university so
1: nalanda university is the uh, is one of the biggest university in this world at that time and many chinese explorers many people have mentioned about this and this university, you know, if you even the remainings of it, what it is now, if you go there, you will realize what our culture was. We were not uh, snake charmers, you know. We are the people who are imparting knowledge and wisdom to the world. Unfortunately, the education system, the way it has been that, no, they tell you about sati, but they do not tell about why the sati came. You know what I mean? So all the ordeals they to talk about that, okay, this was bad with our culture, this was bad with our culture, but you know what w- this culture stood for to begin with, you know? And so you talk about the corruption, but the essence of it, you do not talk. So we people do not know why and what this land offered to people. So Nalanda University, you know, you must visit Anna and I'll take you there. Yes. Okay.
0: <laughs> Next trip, guys. Yes,
1: and. <laughs> I'm telling you, you'll be wow, you you know, once you go to that place, and you know, so many enlightened beings came from that. The mathematics, you know, reached to its highest point at that time, during the time of Nalanda University, and then this Kashi, obviously being very near, uh, was the hub for seekers, and then, you know, this. uh, So you must have heard about this Bodhi tree, Mm. you know. So famous tree. Famous tree. It's
0: got more famous than Buddha. Yes.
1: <laughs> so this tree is just near my studio only. Okay. Oh, is it? Yes, very near, very close by. Oh. And uh, no high
0: demand for your program. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so you know, and uh, so you know, so we started this uh, thing that we wanted to explore. So me and the other you know participants who would come, so everything is very organic. Nothing is planned beforehand. And we venture into finding out this uh, history of our land. And then we realize there are so many temples, which as, actually Sadhguru talks about that. This is the place where, you know, there is a, a cave there, Dungeshwari cave, where you know, Gautama has spent his uh, seven years before getting enlightened. So, you know, when we hear that, you no, know, he is all skeleton and uh, he is thinking what next to do. So this is the place he stayed. And then there is Niranjana river, you know. So there's a, so we cover the entire map of it, mm-hmm. so where he stayed and where is the Niranjana river when when he finally went and he realized that you know now it's enough is enough. I better leave this body or know what the truth is and then there is this Bodhi tree where he finally sits and then from Bodhi tree he goes to that place where you know. All the disciples said that he's got corrupted. Where he has this uh, bowl of ki or the rice, that is Sujata Temple. So we, you know, we we found this, uh, you know, step by step, and now this is something that where we take people to. Right? So this is our pilgrimage, a short pilgrimage where you know we take all the participants to. Anna. Awesome. Yes.
0: So what? So is there something more like, Anna, like we missed out to share or, like? Yes. <laughs> This is very interesting like what you talked about Bihar and all because Bihar I think I haven't seen like hmm. when we first met also when you said you're from both there I'm like where is that hmm.
1: I think uh, not many people would know about Bihar uh, one reason is uh, you know obviously when you say Bihar you know all kind of fanciful things happens in your mind that okay corruption and you know, all this or that would be happening there but then it's a land of knowledge the way I see it and uh, the Magadha Empire and every, you know, so, you know, you come to me, I'll take you to places and you will see, okay, this is Bihar. And there are many, many things, many aspects. I think I cannot talk it, talk about it if I, you know, talk about it. There are so many things to say.
0: Like, so what is your, like, future plan with conducting retreats and, you know? Yes.
1: So, you know, so this thing happened, it started from as I said that people wanted to come in, food and stay was a problem. So from here, the retreat module evolved for me. And I thought, okay, you know, there should be a place like this in every state, on the mountains, basically, uh, so that you no, know, there's a structure where people can come and stay with us. Because, see, when they just come for a workshop and go back, we don't have control over their diet. They go back, and do the same drama, they eat the same food, maybe lasun and piaal. I'm so sorry, I'm not against <laughs> it, but then I know how it works inside my system. It drains me out. You no, know? nobody has to tell me. You know, even if you. Very secretively added. I would know it. It's there in, because in the system when it goes, it acts very funny. So we thought that okay, why not bring them in? You know, we'll eat, we'll feed them with the right kind of food. They stay with us, and they'll then we'll offer us. Offer them the practice. So see, as we are here in Assam, so you know, this is the first kind of a structure we established here in Northeast. Because again. I wanted to reach out to the places where the teachers are not there. Because, you know, people are seeking, they cannot see. For us, it can be simple to go to the Isha Yoga Center maybe. But not for all of us. It's not very simple. The family situation, so many other factors are not. And then, so I thought, okay, let me establish one by one. So Bodh happened. And now this happened. Now we want to go more deeper into the state. We want to go to Arunachal Pradesh. We want want to go to Nagaland. So all these places now, in the coming years, I'll be covering. I'll go to each of these places and make programs happen there. Because I think uh, once you have become a teacher, I think, you know Sadhguru says, you become a big contribution, you know. Nothing else needs to be done. You know, wherever you think people need it, you go there and offer it. And so here, I thought, okay, let me go out of my comfort zone. Let not me be in, only in Bodhgaya. Wherever the possibility is, let me travel around. And I like traveling, so all uh, you know. So that was all, the, you know, all, already there in me. So you know, Assam happened. Now very soon, Bhubaneshwar will happen mostly, or nagaland and then other teachers can join us, and you know, they can start taking classes here maybe. And because I, you know, I may I might be busy and. So yes, and, uh, the idea is to reach out basically to as many people as we can and slowly to reach out to these kids, students basically, because you know, as we grow up, we become rigid, but then the kids are not still rigid. And uh, if they see, if they just sit in our class, um, suddenly they will see the entire culture in a certain way. So. It's not that uh, you're opening a spiritual window, but you're opening a window that will play in various ways as they grow up. And obviously, the way their body and mind will function, they'll be apart from any other kid. Uh, So this is the idea to reach out to as many people as we can and and just make it happen for people, you know, because this is, I know, see, it's like this, you know, when I came into yoga, and so all of my friends, most of them, they were like, what nonsense is he up to? He's gone. He's finished now. And, uh, you know, I'll go to parties with them, do all musty, but you no, know, wouldn't drink and wouldn't smoke. So for them, it's like, what is this funny thing he's doing, you know? And, uh, you know, over a period of time, I realized, you no know, they, you know, they kept a distance. But then, I still included them, I still loved them, you know, and, uh, you know, and over a period of time, within years, now, they are Sadhguru's fan. Hmm. Uh, so, what I mean here is that, uh, you know, it can happen that when you venture into this path, people might not be able to articulate what you are up to, because they have not tasted the sweetness of what we are doing. And, so, you know, it's just that... How how can you explain sweetness to them if they have never tasted sweet? It's like talking you no know, talking to a blind person how an elephant looks. But then slowly, if you are inclusive, if you have included them, if you love them still, they find their way, and they come back to you and you no, know, and they're again my best friends. So yes, that is there enough. So
0: I would like to take you back to the kids class. Like, could
1: you talk about the first kids class you took? Yes. <laughs> so this is uh up uh, no. Uh, a football team, Anna. So it's a, there's a few national players, also state players, also basically. And this is in Kolkata. And uh, you know, this is my first kids class, and I'm very, very nervous now. They they told me, Anna, you have to take this class, and I'm like very, very nervous. What to do now? With adults, I can manage them, but kids, how do I manage? And I spend the entire time preparing for the class that is now. I'm just sitting and you no, know, just. Know, trying to understand my own chemistry so that I can be in a certain way when they come, and all naughty ones, all kinds, and uh, so you know the class began, and that was the best class of my life, I think. When I say that, I just mean that. You know, these kids, kids are not just listening to you; they're they observe you. You know what you're doing, they will be in that way only, and uh, and within a month, so many changes happened, the coach came and told us that Anna, work has begun. Naughty ones are doing it, doing very fine. And when we say fine, their efficiency has increased. You know, their body is listening to them. So this is what Hatha Yoga is. Your body should listen to you. And when you're playing, uh, you know, you would know. You no, know, if you're playing soccer, you're playing hockey, you would know the body should listen to you. Otherwise it doesn't function. And so Hatha Yoga will definitely open, this, open up this dimension for them. And that's why I'm saying, kids, you know, if we can offer it to kids, I think this is wonderful. If uh, parents can understand what we are doing and, uh, you know, if, as simple as Suri Shakti, if they learn, I'm telling you, your kid will be something else.
0: At what age can a parent take a kid
1: for a Hatha Yoga? 7 plus, Anna. And before that, take them to mountains, love them, <laughs> you know, and no yoga needed. But 7 plus, uh, they can begin the journey. Yes, Anna.
0: Awesome, Anna. so have I missed asking anything? I don't know. <laughs> so this has been great. In between I was like totally lost and uh, tears came but I was like a controlled. <laughs> it was such a beautiful journey to here. So where can people reach out to you and uh, like even though social media? <laughs> I'm, also,
1: I'm, I'm generally not on social media. Yeah. You would not find me much but then uh, Yogi Sangha you can always reach out. So Sangha, you know, is a commune. Immune. See when we say this, see the kind of friends we have will decide many things about us. As simple, you know, if we put it simply like this. So it's very important to be with the right kind of people. You might uh, not understand it to begin with, maybe you'll say what is this nonsense. But I'm telling you, the kind of people you will be with will define and decide what you will become. And sangha in in the in the Bodhi, in the Buddhist tradition is a very key thing. They always focus on to be with the right kind of people. It is very very important, and that's why this name came, the sangha. And even in the retreat, when the programs are happening, it's a sangha. That is, you are with us. You no, know? you are in the right kind of frame of mind. The right kind of food is given to you, and right kind of talks and gossips are happening. It's important. So you can reach out as reach out to us on Yogi Sangha and uh, and you no know, and make it happen for yourself, not for anybody else. Because if you think that something is n- no, I won't say something is lacking, but you want to change yourself. If you think that you, you know something is wrong with you, your body is not going where it has to go, where it should go. Your mind uh, is not functioning the way it should happen. See, I always tell to people, you know. You want to wake up 4 in the morning. And when you, you know, when the 4 comes and the, snow and the snooze button begins, you know, playing its game. So just understand, you decided to wake up at 5. And you are the one who is not waking up at 5. So what is wrong? Our own body and mind playing games. So now this is the tool you need, you know, so that the body starts listening, the mind starts listening. Now you play around now. You do whatever you want. Things will happen for you.
0: So thank you so much for being in the podcast and It was great having you. So please reach out to Amanana. Yes. <laughs> so thank you so much. Thank you Anna. Namaskaram. Namaskaram.